What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning, traders. Let's go ahead. Let's bring on the one, the only, Joel Alcon. And, and of course, his hair is looking better today, so I'm feeling good about the market. Dennis Dick, what's going on, my friend? Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, let me run down the uh, markets real quickly here. Uh, yeah, we're trading up 14 and a quarter handles, 47.30. Found a bid right under that closing price. And we're 13 handles from a new all-time high. Of course, that all-time closing high was posted on Friday, 15.75. Uh, a new trend starting. I'm just going to quote the IWM. Uh, not the futures, but just uh, that the uh, uh, ETF, that's up a nickel. Uh, crude's down 92 cents at 72.87 at the top of the recent trading range. Uh, gold down 480 at 1806.90. Silver down 21 cents at uh, 22.73. Bitcoin back over 50K, actually up $165.51. 225 Ethereum going the opposite way, down $40 at $40,088.50. Before I bring in Triple D here, I just want to thank everybody uh, that reached out to me on Twitter and email and text and everything. And I'm just doing one big blanket thank you uh, for the... For all the warm wishes uh, regarding my mom passing last Monday, uh, I just want to say that, and I said this in the eulogy, uh, two things I inherited from my mother are my good looks and my sense of humor. But uh, back to work, back to the markets. And as I say again, thank you to everybody. Um, I have one question for Triple D, though, as we start the show today. I'm scared. Uh-oh. What's up? Uh-oh. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm ready. He's been thinking what's... about this one for a week, too, so okay. it's going to be scary. What stage <laughs> are we at in the alibi selling theory? Whoa. In the alibi selling. He... Mitch, Mitch, I'm going to throw this one to you. You got me lost on this one. <laughs> he went to you, man. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't the book. know this one. He is pulling one out here. Please, I don't even know their theory existed. I Come have on. no idea. Come on, guys. This was happening the week before I left. And the weekend before. Our chat is smarter than us, so I'm going to look at the They'll chat. They'll figure it out. Me and Mitch have like, drawn blanks on this one here, man. Someone did, did they came on Educate our show, and, and we told us that we, like, we didn't let them talk, and that they explained that a lot of people we did let them talk everybody when i'm interviewing (laughs) come on someone's gonna get it we're down more than that (laughs) someone came on the show and they were upset that we didn't let them speak and explain the alibi selling theory uh, you guys like a tax you guys are peanut brains tax selling what are we talking about alibi selling theory I, I don't have an alibi. What? Come on. Where's Spinner? We're going to learn something here today. There folks. we go. Popcorn 89. Was it Gil? <laughs> yeah. It was Gil. Oh, yeah. Gil, Gil was upset. You're still mad at Gil. 
I'm not mad at Gil. I just want to know where we're at in the theory, in the (laughs) alibi selling theory. What stage are we at? Are we going up or down? I I have no (laughs) idea. I, I, I'm, I'm not very familiar with the alibi selling theory, so I, I'd like that explained in, to me. So we're going to bring Gail Joel, back on to explain that. I, I got to put you a little full screen for this because I don't even understand this. Teachers. No, I'm joking. Okay, time to move on. What did you guys do? You, what we, did love the Gil, super- we love Gil, even if he doesn't like us. Okay, so Mitch was gone because he was hiding under his desk because yeah. he thought we were going to have a, a – no, he's actually tanning in the sun for uh, you know, before the bear market. And things were looking a little rocky. And then kaboom, we're here. And we're a little early for the Santa Claus rally too, right, from the actual days. So yeah. what's going on? We're not worried about interest rates anymore. We're not worried about the virus anymore. I mean – They front run the they, Santa Claus rally is what went on. I, I left. <laughs> they got ahead of that trade, Joel. I left Those dang seasonality traders were ahead of us. They were ahead of it. They started four days ago with, hey, Santa Claus is coming to town. We got to get ahead of this. And they did. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus came four days early. It's been a four-day rally in the S&Ps right to new all-time high. So just when you think, oh, maybe Santa Claus is going to come to town. Uh, 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 Not so fast. Breaking news. The traders win again. Holy. I got some breaking news for us. What do you got? And with this, we can segue. Santa here? Santa got canceled, guys. COVID-related. Canceled flight. Canceled he came early. Flight. He tried to get ahead of COVID. <laughs> Santa got ahead of it. Look at the S and P's. Look at the rally in the last three days. He did. He did an he early. Came flight. early just to get ahead of COVID. Yeah, that's what it well, was. So does that mean? Okay, the question now is: Does Santa Claus rally continue? We know this is the last five trading days of twenty. So defined by our great friend Hirsch over at the Stock Traders Almanac is the last five days of the year plus the first two days of january is the actual santa claus rally so we're actually right now just getting started with the santa claus but official rally starting right now but we front ran they front ran it so we've Mm -hmm. run up into the santa claus rally so are we going to continue to see a santa claus rally throw to the chat i'll throw to you mitch i'll throw it to joel what do you guys think do we just continue to march higher and close an all-time highs on friday well, at least to give some kind of information here, we could talk about what happened with flights. Um, more than 4,200 flights cancellations were reported worldwide on Saturday. There had been 1,500 flights canceled in the U.S. since Friday. So you're talking about like, what, almost 3,000 flights canceled just on Saturday itself? So, so the Santa Claus rally is not coming for the airlines, you tell <laughs> At least not for the airlines. <laughs> The airlines, you know what, though, on the reopening trade, I think we are still going to have a reopening here. I'm of the opinion that Omicron is not as deadly as the original variants. I'm of the opinion that once we get through this, you know, boom, the cases are going to surge. Hospitals get stretched a little bit, but I think they're going to keep it, you know, the hospitals. I don't think that I think that it's it's it's. Not deadly enough to really put the hospitals over the top. That's what I'm hoping anyways. And I think a month from now, we're going to be like, whoa, cases are starting to go down. We're starting to look good again. All that being said, hopefully another variant doesn't come that's worse. You know, and that's always the case. I and mean, we're on like variant five. And, you know, this one seemed pretty good. But is the next one going to be more deadly? I mean, we don't have the answers to those questions. But as of right now, we're getting a little pullback here. Definitely in the airlines this morning, Mitch, to your point. American Airlines trained down 2%. UAL trading down 2%. you got the casinos trading down. You've obviously got the cruise lines trading down as well. They're all down 2%. I think on a pullback here, I think I might actually be interested in these. What's the technician well, who we haven't had for a few days? What's Joel say about the airlines and the cruise lines on this pullback this morning? Well, first, let me just give you just a, just a fundamental overview on this and uh, – with Lisa being on call this weekend, uh, <laughs> there was a lot of, we got out of the pool on, I don't know, Sunday, there's six phone calls and a lot of people that are testing positive. She is take you know, and she was the one that, you know, came on in March and April of 20 and say, hey, these things last a couple of years, right? They just don't come and go. Mm-hmm. She's hoping this might be like the buster, you know, that like, so, you know, like so many people get it, we build up. You know, herd immunity, Um, you know, Mm -hmm. a little worried about the, you know, two of the three antibodies not working. 
Uh, of course, people with higher risk, you know, have, you know, have more chances. So, you know, she's not, you know, by any means out, out of the woods, but, you know, she's, you know, like two weeks, you know, she's, she's, you know, she keeps looking out and getting more data. She's, she's kind of like the Fed. She's data dependent. And right, <laughs> and, and right now, you know, her data is telling her, yeah, you know, a lot of people are getting sick and their hospitalizations are up and everything. But, um, you know, she's trying to keep an optimistic look on it. And, uh, you know, that's kind of, you know, the, you know, the way that I look at it with her and then we get it into other, you know, family debates about it over the week. But, you know, I just want to say that. And, um, you know, let's just keep uh, just keep our fingers crossed. As far as these airlines and these cruise lines, I've yeah. never invested in these stocks. Um, the long term trends are horrible. Yeah. You can try and, you know, pick them up for trades and bounces and everything. But if you're going to do that. Then you got to be willing to play both sides of the market. You know, you got to say, okay, you know, this looks good. I'm going to buy some calls, a bunch of lows in the same area. But if you want to be a diversified trader and this thing makes five, six, seven tops in the same area, then play it for both sides. Overall, I just don't want to own these things long term. Uh, for a trend in this, I mean, there there is no trend. I well, mean, the trend's stay, been down. Well, the trend's point. been down. So uh, on a lot of these stocks, it's been down. A lot of the airlines had to dilute themselves. So you got to look. You know, you're probably not going back to those all-time highs in a long, long time because it's simply too many shares outstanding for a lot of these airlines here now. But with that being said, I I still believe we're still going to get some type of reopening rally here in, in early 20. Once we start to look past this virus, and you know, the market's not quite looking past it yet, but I think it'll start. So, again, I've been talking about, you know, the January effect, too. And, I mean, we've been talking about it in the Cathy stocks, but there's also a potential January effect in some of these beaten down airlines and cruise lines because, you know, let's face it, they didn't have a great last couple of years. Maybe there will be some tax loss. Maybe there has been some tax loss. Tax selling, loss and, maybe, and maybe January comes around and maybe these stocks, you know, start to look a little bit more up to the up. But, again, that's all dependent on what the variant is doing. I mean, we, we – we're probably going to see cases continue to climb. I mean, Ontario set a new record, over 10,000 cases yesterday or, or on Saturday, I believe. I don't know if we have Sunday data yet. But, you know, our old record was something like six. So, I mean, you know, this thing's spreading everywhere. It's just a matter of it doesn't seem to be making people that, you know, that sick. Like I said, my buddy, 10-year-old son, you know, his hockey team got it. He got it. He's sitting at home. I text him. He says he's running around. So he doesn't seem to be very sick either. So if that can be the case, I mean, he's only partially vaccinated because he's only 10 years old and obviously they just approved it. Um, and there's nobody in Ontario that's double vaccinated if you're under 12 yet because they haven't had enough time to get the second shot. I think you're, I think if we can get past, like even to Lisa's point, we can get past this. Maybe we start to say, hey, you know, we have a little bit more herd immunity now. The vaccines, you know, maybe maybe we can get past it. Maybe people start to like do some more more normal activities. It, it's like we it's really dark here right now, but there's light at the end of the tunnel here. I think. Just one more fundamental thing, not going all futuristic on you guys or anything, but I think that that you know, the virus it's it's gonna it's gonna change things in a lot of different ways, and I just think I mean air travel is gonna come back. You know, business travel is gonna come back. Um, Boeing hasn't come back. I mean, I just think that, well, it's come back from the low. I just think that in five or 10 years, I just don't think these big, huge planes, I think there's, there's going to be smaller planes, less people, the travel, the travel is going to have to adjust. I don't know if the every, business traveler is not coming back. Right. I don't know if Tesla is going to come up with some, you know, EV airplane to take people around, That'd be interesting. you know, it's been, you know, it's been an inefficient industry. For a long time, these stocks have been in doubt, and it there's a change coming. You know, I don't know if I'm going to be, you know, going to be around to see what the major you, change is, but you know, that's, I think you're I, saying there's easier places for my money, and maybe yeah. move on to tech because I yeah, still think tech. you've been beat up, and when we've been talking about this, and you know, I was saying, you know, maybe you start nibbling on some of these beat up, growthy tech things because I do think you're going to see a January effect in these stocks. I think you could see a rip roaring rally. And, and some of the beaten down Kathy names, um, even the chat talking, you know, here's one. I don't have it yet, but the chat's talking SoFi. I think SoFi, let's talk. It, te- it sets Oof. up okay here. Again, 
you know, technically speaking, Ooh. it's a broken chart. Technically speaking, it doesn't look great. But also, technically speaking, you held the August low of $13.56. We tested that almost to the penny. I mean, $13.66 five trading sessions ago, and it held up. And now you kind of three days of consolidation station. You think, okay, well, maybe this is going to be one of those names that, you know, there's probably a little bit of tax loss selling in it because it is down, you know, from the highs of, you know, when when started obviously back at $24. I think that goes away in the next couple of days and maybe you get some Johnny come to say, hey, there could be a January effect on some of these beaten down names. And maybe we see Santa Claus come to a name like this. So um, I actually don't mind SOFI. You know, this is a typical triple D setup. You know, you don't you don't pick the bottom. You let it go down. You let it go down. You're yeah. not trying to buy it. At, yeah. Okay, 14's the bottom. I'm buying it at 14, right? Makes the low under, under 14, 13 and change. And then you pop up and you have, you know, you have the good day and then a couple lazy days, right? Like no one, no one's sure. I'm looking at this one. And if you want to, for me, if you want to buy this on strength as opposed to weakness, you got a couple highs. What was the high from last week? The high from last week was 1537. Right there. You got another high at 1544. If you don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, try and, you know, pick who knows how much of a pullback you're going to get. But to me, above 1540, then, you know, you buy the same. Depends how it sets up. Where, you know, if it closes at 15 and a quarter one day with a 1545 high. Then boom opens up there, less air, you know, less uh, distance to travel. But um, I like that setup. If you really want to be a cheapie and get it on the cheap, then you might you might get it today, fourteen seventy. Look at that triple bottom, fourteen seventy two, fourteen seventy three, fourteen seventy three. I think people that want to own that stock may have to step up from that level today. Yeah, All right. and and I've got the list going here. Maybe we sure. should stay on this topic here, Mitch, because this is what people want. You know, they're, they're spitting yeah, out yeah, all the Yeah, we can names. stay on it. Just want to really it, quickly yeah. highlight for SoFi that there is an hourly bear flag showing up on, on that 60-minute. So just be careful. Hourly there. bear flag. If you, re, if you zoom back a little bit on the, yeah. on the hourly chart. Zoom back. On the hourly. the hourly, you got a four hour yeah, four chart. Zoom back a little bit. This is the hourly down here, but I have the pre market in here. You want me to get rid of the pre market? Here, I'll make it easy for us. I'll just show yeah, you what I'm seeing. Okay. Mitch, talk to us. So, to me, SoFi is in this hourly bear pattern. It was coming down to the 15th. That's kind of like the low mark. Yeah. And you trend right back up here towards this line here. So, you see this line that's coming up. Um, I'll make this a little. You get thicker. to a point where it's going to go one way or another because you got cons- you know consolidation for three days in this thing now, so it's going to break down or break out. So you see, this is kind of that bearish look here. Um, we'll see if it can kind of break back down towards the fourteen fifty. That's the bearish look for the continued downside action. Yeah. But if it gets above, like Joel said, that level fifteen forties above here, above this resistance is fifteen twenty five. Getting into this these fifteen forties, that'll be that bullish upside look that Joel described. This is all, you know, obviously another tool and you got to consider the technicals whenever you're putting any trades on and you are fighting the trend on any of these January effect trades. You are definitely fighting the trend. That's never advisable, but sometimes works in early January and people are saying, you know what, the Fed raises rates, you know, what's the longer term outlook on some of these companies. I don't, I'm not putting these in the long term portfolio at this point in time because I think you're right. I think there's still maybe some pain ahead, but I do think you can see a relief pop. Maybe in early January, just, you know, and maybe even this week, just as people maybe try to get ahead of that trade. I've got, you know, the list. People are asking all the stocks that I've actually got on my list, you know. Let's do it. Like, I I can just spit it out. I've got a whole list I've been writing from the chat. And it's funny. I just wrote two stocks on here. And then I looked. They were already on my list. One was SoFi. It was already on my list for potential. I don't own any of these. But this is for potential for January and a relief pop in early January. Another one somebody just asked me about was Fastly, and Fastly is a consolidation station here. Yeah, it's you know, in the trend has not been your friend here. Stock has been down, but again, my theory, and all it is is theories, is that we've been beat up with a little bit of tax loss selling probably over the course of the last couple of weeks. The stock has stopped going down here. Once that tax loss selling abates, maybe you start to see you know that relief pop come in. And again, we might be wrong. We could be dead wrong. 
you know, maybe we just start to come down on all these names and it punishes everybody who was getting ahead of the January effect. As traders, we only work in percentages. We can never work in absolutes. We can never know anything for sure. We just say, I've seen this happen before. I've seen beat up names get lifted, sometimes ahead of the January trade, sometimes in early January, sometimes they don't lift at all. Sometimes it could just come out with an offering or bad news and that would turn that around. But, you know, that's two that I had on my list. Somebody just asked about you. That is on my list as well here in Consolidation Station. It's been an ugly couple of weeks here for you. The difference with Unity Software is there's not a lot of tax loss selling, I don't think, because the stock actually is up on the year. So it's not as good of a candidate as some of these that have really been beat up. Somebody put DOCS, Doximity, on the list last week. I added that one. Robinhood is a candidate. It's a stock that has been very beat up very oversold, has stopped going down here. So I have a level to lean on. I've talked about the setup here. I have not put it on, but you know, you've had multiple chances in the lower 18s. It's holding up. So it actually looks like you could get the potential for a relief pop uh, coming in the next couple of weeks. What or was maybe it? even I, sooner than that. I, I got I got you. I got Docs. I got Fastly. What was the fourth one you put in Hood. there? H-O-O-D. Oh, you were talking about I that last I put Peloton week. on the list, too, Joel. Yeah, I don't want to talk about Peloton. I put Peloton uh, on the list, too, though. I mean, nothing is oversold more than Peloton. And could you eventually, could you see a little, you know, here's what I kind of like a, about that's Peloton. That's a Santa rally type of stuff. But 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 listen, even beyond that, you got a January like, okay, um, I just ate, a, like, you know, my own exactly. situation. Lots of candy, new, year, new the me. kids, you know, like new it's year, all sitting around. I'm me. eating Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah. You know, I'm like trying, I got my new Apple watch here. It's like, I'm not going and getting a Peloton. But there may be some people that say, you know, I'm feeling really bad about myself. I put on a few pounds here. Maybe yep. and it's cold outside. In a lot of areas, it's very cold outside. We got snow here. Maybe I do go get a discount of Peloton right now. So, I mean, you have that potential where people start thinking like that, too. So, I actually kind of like Peloton setup here. Just short-term, not long-term investing. Short-term trading. I'd stop myself out at the low of the move now, which was Friday, which is 35.90. It's a little ways away. <laughs> but it was a pretty good tape for it on Friday because they hammered it off the open, Joel. New low. And then they V-bottomed it. So we don't talk about the V bottom a lot, but they, mm-hmm. you know, crush basically anybody who's chasing that short on Friday. Then they didn't give them a chance to wiggle out. So I think Peloton actually sets up okay here right now for the long. Even though the chart is ugly, a technician would say, what the hell? JC was on this show. He'd slap me across the face silly on all these stocks, saying these all look like hell. But remember, you have more than one tool in your toolbox. Technical analysis is one tool. Seasonality is a tool at Bright Trading that we use substantially and I've seen it again and again and again. Beating down names for the ending of, of the year start to show relief sometimes in early next year. So that would be, you know, towards the end of this week, early next week, you might start to see a lift in these names. All right. Ah, boy, it's fun because I really didn't look at charts the whole week. I just looked at the, <laughs> the S&Ps uh, last night when I did did my levels for the week. So it's, it's, fr- it's good, you know, to, to look at these stocks with a new perspective. Uh, the fastly is in a trading range. I saw that. So you can, you can be patient, but it's been in a, a trading range for quite a long time. If you want to try and pick it up 30, you know, pick it up at this area, you stopped out here above 4150. It gets interesting. Docs. I, I own this one and I'm afraid to look at the charts. And in the 40s yeah, 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 I told ben you. Ugly, yeah. Joel. I know. I, I, I this one is so volatile that I I rarely look at it because we bought. I think we got it at like fifty five, and then it went to like a hundred, and I wanted to dump it, but of course we don't sell stocks, and then it comes all the way back down. But I like the fun of uh, Chaking gave us that one too. Uh, the hood. I've been I've been thinking about the hood since uh, my last show was a week ago Monday. And you were licking your chops on that one, and I try. I just never went back to my computer to look at any setups. But Hood looks like it's just consolidating here near the lows of the move. Uh, Peloton, I don't do technicals on Peloton. Uh, you, uh, you're right. It's not such a tax loss selling, you know, kind of issue. Ah, this one's a little bit tougher chart for this one. I'd wait maybe wait for it to you know take back half of this move you don't know if it's going to uh what do you have you have like an eight point move 10 point move maybe try and get a little cheaper 132 133 but uh little little lost on that one so there i mean there's some good setups there with good outs too 
Yeah, I think Definitely. so. I, I kind of like the beaten down name. Somebody's saying, Nikolai, it's already had its rally. <laughs> I mean, it's up another buck here this morning. Let's, let's uh, be I'm honest. Gonna, it, it, it's gone. So <laughs> you're chasing Nikolai now up 20% two days because they sold one truck. I think you're doing it backwards. So, no, um, you know, maybe it can continue to go. It's got some momentum now. It's squeezing some shorts probably. It's one truck, I don't know yes. where this thing's but the, the train is fully running down the tracks. I don't jump on a moving train. Mitch Can I talk about a total pig? It's a moving a truck, second. Dennis. Not a it's moving, moving truck. Sorry. <laughs> the truck's rolling down the street. <laughs> what about down AT&T? The hill. The what about my AT&T, AT&T you don't jump baby? Dividends? AT&T. Dividends paying again yet? You know what? I had a long discussion with my brother-in-law on this. And because the prices fell so far, it's still a pretty good dividend, Dennis. Right? Yeah. It's still a good when they, dividend. When they cut it in half, you're still going to get a decent dividend. What you're no, saying. but it's. I'm telling you, he's going to do some more research on it. And because the price has fallen so much. Also, I just caught this headline, uh, and I did get to read a lot of it. They're cutting out uh, life insurance and death benefits for over 20,000 employees. To get more in sync with other people in the industry. Now that, man, you talk about a who, you know, is not making the company any better selling any more, you know, Ma Bell phones. But cut, instead of spending money and doing stupid acquisitions, if they're actually, that could be a substantial uh, boon to the, you know, to the balance sheet in the years to come. I, I'm surprised. up $3 in seven trading sessions. I'm buying it on a pullback. Sold I'm buying this on put. No interest. <laughs> I think this is another fabulous opportunity to sell AT&T. Uh, price target 15. That's my longer term price target on AT&T. Hated it. What was that from? Hated it. <laughs> no, kid. Don't right, like no, AT&T. Even after this rally, I'll go. I'll go. Well, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait till it comes down like to 24 or 23 and a half, and then I'm gonna do a, a 10 pointer on you, and I'm Joel gonna get you on this one. AT&T trigger finger going there. Um, we'll see when Joel kind of gets some more AT&T. I'll tell you one thing. It's one thing that I've been looking at also for a dividend play. So. Hey, who knows? All right, let's go ahead to this transition here, guys. Someone else was spending some money today. Uh, let's get into GoDaddy here. Uh, so GoDaddy here got a sizable stake in uh, from Starboard. Uh, they plan to push the domain registrar to push its performance. Well, the Wall Street Journal reports uh, Starboard owns 6.5% of the company, worth $800 million. And also to just keep in mind, uh, no longer major shareholders, but Silver Lake and KKR still hold seats on GoDaddy's board. The stock has always been kind of cheap. It's funny. Um, if you look at a multiple, and maybe you could grab that for me from the pro, um, Mitch, yeah, but it's always traded with a little bit of a lower multiple, which is interesting. I mean, I use GoDaddy. It's where my domains are. Um, I think a lot of other people use it, too. Uh, but you know, maybe the growth isn't there and that's, this is a stock that's really gone nowhere for a long time. I mean, really go back 2018, it's gone nowhere for three years. Is this a consolidation period for GoDaddy to go higher? Or are we already kind of domained out and this is just, you know, now a cash cow for them. And that's why it doesn't get the valuation that other, you know, growth companies do. Cause maybe it doesn't have the growth. It's all about 80 bucks. It's up, uh, you hit that level, uh, you traded a big number, hard to chase. Yeah. And it just got blasted off that number. You see the monthly candles sticking out. So, you know, if you, you know, well, Starboard too. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're very respectable. So if you want this thing just to keep on going, you know, just just take out 80 here. And then it, it gets very interesting on the upside. And, you know, the next monthly high is above that. I would just be a little careful if this one goes up to, you know, 81, 26 and a half and then, comes back down through that 80 because i mean a lot of people are look like you had no chance on you gapped up wow it gapped up this day gave it all it must have been earnings or something i don't know and then you had no chance to sell at 76 77 70 i mean no chance at all. So we'll see if people want their money back in this one. Uh, I think they will. I think it's a stock that's gone nowhere for so long to Joel's point that now you're getting to the upper end of the range. And I think you probably find more sellers here again. So I think you got to buy on pullbacks, not on rips. 
definitely one to keep on watch. I mean, I like that monthly chart. I think that's what they were looking at also. I mean, monthly, so it's 70, you know, it comes down to seven. I mean, that doesn't look like that's going to be happening again. But yeah, the, just no. to, to allude to Dennis' point, I mean, this thing's gone on where for a long time, you know, start long not, you know, a long time. So can it, you know, rejuvenate itself? Well, we'll see. Definitely. So uh, I'm going to go to one here before we Tim, uh, Tim Kwasan. He'll be on in a couple seconds for us. But let's talk a little bit about a side topic that I wanted to mention just in case we got some time, which is Baidu's first robotic vehicle in 2023 by a venture of Jaidu. So pretty much uh, Baidu's CEO, Robin Lee, said that Jaidu's auto would mass produce its first robotic uh, electric vehicle in 2023. Uh, Jaidu is an electric vehicle venture between China's tech giant Baidu and China's automaker Geely Automobile. Um, so looks like a big Chinese automaker, Baidu, thinking about stepping into the EV. Um, and they're saying that they can have the first vehicle out by 2023. I'm, and they, this was the thing that propelled this in early January from 150 to 350. It feels like overnight, which was an absolutely ridiculous move. And those who chase that move extremely punished all year. This totally applies to the January effect. Majority of people who bought this in 2021 are down money. Obviously, the stock topped out over $350 back in February. It's 142 bucks here this morning. I just put it on my list, so it's added to the list. Again, um, I haven't really nibbled into it. I've nibbled into a couple of these stocks, none that I've mentioned here this morning. Uh, but I have not bought Baidu, but I put it on my list as potential for a pop in early January and maybe even this week. Well, they're not they're not loving this news initially, right? Stocks trading down a, a buck thirty three overseas. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's Baidu's primary market, and it's funny, you know, you see the ADR on a lot of these names, but a lot of these primary markets are really over here. So yeah. the same. I know they have the interlisting on different stocks on some in China, but a lot of these. Chinese, big Chinese names, that actually feels like the primary market is actually in the U.S. Even though in some cases it's not, it just feels like it's controlled more in the U.S. 145, if you want to buy this thing on strength, you bumped up that a couple times uh, last week. 45.16 was the weekly high. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming, I wish I'd used Indeed. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility all at Indeed.com slash P-R-E-P. Just go to Indeed.com slash P-R-E-P right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash P-R-E-P. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Joel, what just happened? I think he Joel? muted himself on accident. Joel, he's he's yeah he's, he's muted. He hasn't done that for a long time. We'll give him a, we'll give him a break here. He's trying know. to figure out. He's like, is there a problem? But he's on mute. Joel, you're on mute. You bumped the mute button. Can you hear us? He's like, I don't hear anything. But he's on mute. I don't okay. know if he lost his audio right quick. Well, it says just mute. So I don't know. Maybe he did just see it, but it says he's on mute. Yeah, he's on mute. Um, but uh, yeah, with okay, we'll, this, we'll I tell mean... him he's on mute through the chat. Yeah, I'll pull them off for a second. Oh, I, the Baidu, I think, is up. I mean, we can go back to that list. We're going to bring Tim on one minute. But there's, you know, mm-hmm. like Robinhood, I already said, was on that list. I said it last week. I added a stock like GRWG to the list. 
and again, I'm not in that one yet, but it sets up like you know, this is one that's been absolutely hammered into 2021. It was topped out in February at $67, 13 bucks. I mean, I think you could see a relief pop. Do I think it's going back to 25, 30, 50? No, I just think it could have a little initial, a, a little relief pop next week. Maybe it goes from 13 to 15. Be a pretty good trade. Maybe even 16. So um, I've got it on my list, my shopping list. I continue to add these stocks to my shopping list. The timing of these is going to be interesting, though. Like, I don't want to be too early that you get another, ooh, you know, you get another hit. Uh, but I don't want to be too late either. So it, it's tough to time these things, but I kind of want to be in these names late this week, early next week. Am I back? Oh, you're back. You are back. Wow. I just got a, a notification on Mitch. I'm going to have to consult you on this one on my headphone that I've, I've never seen before. Not a word. Uh, anyways, we'll uh, are we bringing on Timmy? Uh, yeah, he should be here on probably like a minute or two. You know, okay. he, he probably got caught in that winter storm in the mountains. Can't blame him. I'm jealous. I wish I was up in the mountains. They got a lot. They got dumped. In Christmas, so I I was jealous. I drove up to the mountains to try to see some, but let's go ahead. I well, before we bring Tim on, I just I just got to tell you guys the truth. And I'm also doing the show in the metaverse. Oh, and I had uh, I had I had to go to the metaverse first. I I told you, Joe, you can't be going to the metaverse on dial up. (laughs) I told you, you need broadband connection. Didn't right, hear that word for a whole week. Well, maybe I brought it up a few times. We'll bring it up again. All right, like guys, let's get into the none other. You guys know what it is. It's time for Market Structure Mondays. Yeah, the Dennis dance. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, hey, I'm me. excited to have guys. Tim on. Tim, are you are you in Steamboat? I am finally. Yes. Haven't been here since October. You enjoying and, uh, the snow? Oh man, we had uh, we had just fantastic snow. We had a foot of snow on. Oh, I'm so jealous. On Christmas Eve, so uh, Christmas hey. Day, we were, you know, out playing in the snow. Yeah, it was fantastic. How about there? Uh, oh, it it didn't get down to uh, Colorado Springs, but I ended up driving up into the mountain doing a little snow hike. Had to get in there. I mean, it's Christmas, right? You need a white Christmas, right? You absolutely so. do. So, where you and you Tim go? are the only two people I know that cheer for snow. <laughs> I <laughs> see snow and I'm like, oh, again? You're we, a we Canadian, Dennis. No, aren't you just, I mean, genetically. We're under snow six months a year. <laughs> yeah. The Canadians don't like the snow as much because we have to so much. So, I've been in snow here for like six weeks already. I haven't seen grass go. in six weeks. <laughs> For real, it's still. It's yeah, like I, I had, we had a dump. We had a two foot dump in like December the seventh. I was like, "What is this? It's way too early for this." Hey, Apparently not up here in the snow belt. Every time right. we every time we go to the Caribbean in January, every other person is Canadian. So it and it. No, you're trying to get away reason. from it. Right, exactly. Yeah, you're trying to get away from it. The Canadians <laughs> all hate the snow. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> it, we've been seeing you know snow come down. But the market definitely isn't frozen. We're seeing now stocks, Whoa. you know, back to records so quickly after supposed Omicron fears. What are you seeing out there, Tim? And what does the market structure tell us? Clever segue there, uh, Money Mitch. <clears throat> uh, well, so you, you may have been talking about this. I didn't hear. But if you look at the, the well, the, the broad measures have generally performed well. And the S&P 500 was at a a record again Thursday, uh, the, the underlying composition of the market isn't that great. You know, it's, they're, really, it's, it's consumer staples, utilities, and healthcare, which have propelled the broad measures to gain. So this is, I'm sure it's been frustrating to the audience here on uh, Market Structure Monday, Benzing a Pre-Market Prep, because a lot, four out of five things that you trade have probably gone down. And you're thinking, how can it be that the broad measures are at these new highs and my portfolio has declined? Uh, and, and because the, the average stock in the stock market has corrected. Uh, so what does that tell us? <laughs> I'm, you know, we could talk at length about what that tells us and where the money is going. Uh, but the reason that the market has posted 
broad measure gains is because of a small part of the market. And I'm sure you've been talking about big tech too. You know, how, it, how's big tech? Well, I mean, it's okay. It's, uh, you know, it's not great, but it's really been, I mean, of, of those three, Staples is, is uh, the key. Healthcare, you know, right about five, we can look at this in uh, Market Structure Edge if you, if you like, but that's what's yeah. done it. Let's go ahead. Let's bring it up a little bit while you keep explaining, Tim. Okay. <laughs> okay we got to so see. We're visual learners. Here's what I mean, uh, traders, by uh, how would you know that those things are the things that are leading? Uh, so here's how, you would, here's how you would see it. Yeah, by this the way, is interesting. You can, yeah, you can you can do this too, traders. Go to marketstructureedge.com. You can put your name and email in. You, you don't no credit card needed. You can and you can see what I see. Uh, so here's the dashboard at Market Structure Edge. And what I look for is I, I look for what stuff is above five in this graph on the top. That's the demand side. You want more demand than supply. And what on the supply side, the lower graph. Which of those things is declining? Notice that the things that I have put in uh, the December 27 Benzinga portfolio, look at that, you know, very strong demand and falling supply. That's the kind of stuff that produces gains. And it doesn't matter what's happening in the market. If you're a trader, that's what you want to find because those things will give you gains no matter what else is happening. But here's, here's how I see this. Here's consumer staples over here on the left. And 130 components, high speed, tra fast traders, high frequency traders, they're always going to know what the best stuff is. And the demand side has stayed above five. And the supply side, while the trend is rising, telling us there's not a whole lot more to be gained there, uh, the supply side has, has reverted to the trend. And so that has helped the market do pretty well, consumer staples. You could go look at healthcare and see effectively the same thing. So here's healthcare. Healthcare has a falling supply side, demand side right at five, a dip just a little bit, but those things have helped. And then all the way at the bottom, I don't know if my your screen will keep up, but we'll get there. So utilities. So here's utilities above five and the supply side right at trend. Everything else doesn't look really good. You know, we could talk about where the money's going, but there's my answer, Mitch. It, it is that the market has been held up by about 22% of the market cap, because that's what that comprises. Healthcare, let's call it 13 to 14%. Utilities, about, it's the smallest sector of the S&P 500 at about, call it 2.5%, and, uh, and uh, consumer staples at about 6%. Those things have enabled the market to, to deliver broad measure gains. Yeah, I mean, at least from what I'm seeing here, it shows exactly what I'm feeling a little bit in the market right now, which is a lot of uncertainty, right? Um, and what's really the the volatility risk over the holidays with these stocks now when you just don't know exactly where the trend is heading right now? Well, it's a great question, and I don't know that I can tell you precisely what the answer is. Uh, these are certainly things we measure. I'm going to show you some, some other data here. This is SPY. So we can look at data in every conceivable way from a behavioral standpoint, but let's, let's talk about volatility. We think of volatility to mean uh, the, the intraday moves of stocks, not beta. I don't think beta is a great measure because beta is relative to everything else. And mm -hmm. it won't give you proper views of volatility if you're comparing it to volatility. If everything's volatile or nothing's volatile, you're just not going to see it. So here's what, here's what I like to look at. There, there are two things I want to highlight. But notice I'm clicking on a tab called Volatility Trends. So here is the data from October 1 to present in SPY, a proxy for the S&P 500. Notice that when the market is rising, volatility tends to fall. And when the market falls, the volatility tends to rise. What does that tell us? That it's easier to get into the market than out of it. And keep that in mind, traders. It's why we say take gains, not chances. Once the market starts to go down, you can give up your gains in nothing flat. So if you wait till that point, you're already in trouble. So what do these trends tell us at the moment? Well, there's a strong rebound. And if we look at the behavioral data and a drop in volatility, that's telling us, looking at the data, uh, passive money, which is not finished truing up its 
exposure to the broad measures is doing that right now, which is good for the market. But what happens when that stops? I think that there is a, a, a reasonable expectation of risk of high volatility could catch people out, uh, uh, completely unaware because we expect that everybody is gone over the holidays and nothing's going on. Well, machines are still trading, right, Dennis? I mean, See all that. the high frequency traders are still going yep. to be doing their I thing. I think they're online, yep. Yep. And if <laughs> they see, if they no see holidays, no, right. Exactly. Machines don't take breaks. So uh, you have to beware. I think mm -hmm. Mitch, that there is some risk. I I'd like to, I'd like to have everything removed, but it doesn't mean I'm going to be able to, I trade, I trade supply and demand, not price. And I follow those signals. If the supply demand equation says leave, I leave. If they don't, I don't. It's that simple. Tim, can we do a little exercise here sure. in a stock yeah. that we probably haven't talked about? Now, you know, obviously with, you know, the reopening stay-at-home trade, I've, you know, airlines come up, right? Yep. And, you know, I've been long-term bearish. People are looking for trades. So I don't yep. know if you want to do it on the Jets ETF or something like Delta. I mean, when's the last <laughs> time you had a good buy signal in those things? And is it coming right. up on one now? I mean, I just like, I look at something, I'm like, I never want to buy it. But, you know, uh, you right. have your short term, long term indicators. Mm -hmm. Can we do that exercise? Sure. And let's, right here, I'm, I did not know that we did not set this up, viewers. That I did not know Joel was going to talk about this, but notice airlines and cruise ships are my very first portfolio. So, I put there are 11 components and obviously industrials will be the principal one because that's where they fall. Once again, look at the, the key behavior all the way across there. Fast trading, fast trading, fast trading, fast trading. Machines are dominating the bid and the offer. In airlines, over the last 30 days, they've spent way more time below five than above it. That's mm -hmm. not great. If you were going to trade them, there was only one opportunity in the last 30 days. And it was right here where demand rose and supply fell, but it was very short-lived and unreliable. If we look at Delta as a component in here, uh, <clears throat> here it is, 2.6. The, the, so trend is up, but it's 2.6. That's well, that's only halfway to five where you get supply-demand equilibrium. Okay. Short volume is 42% down. Key behavior, active money actually is buying this group and thinks that, and that could tell us something. If you look across here and say, which is the key behavior? We know fast trading is the lead behavior, but active money, that's stock pickers. Stock mm -hmm. pickers buying dips are showing up in Southwest, United, American, uh, Delta's fast trading. So those, those three, that's interesting. I mean, you can say stock pickers think there is opportunity that the Omicron fear is overblown and they're buying those dips. But I look at that from a trading standpoint. Look at the miserable sentiment. The only one that's gotten back to five and it bottomed there is Alaska Air and it's 29% short. It makes you wonder. I'd look at that and say, I wonder if 2022 isn't going to bring some additional consolidation in the airline industry and if Alaska isn't one of those. Of course, it's always, why do I say that? Because below 30% short volume is always a, an M&A signal. I wouldn't read anything into it at the end of the year, but it's something to think about. I'm just going from my memory here, Tim, and maybe the chat can verify this, but I don't think yeah. Alaska diluted themselves. I don't think they did either. I, I don't I'm not 100%, but I remember seeing that because most of the airlines had to dilute themselves, meaning issue more shares to get through right. COVID. Chat, I'm not sure if you can verify that, but I don't think ALK did, which is interesting that you know it has held up better than the others. And the reason for that would be that, hey, there's not as much dilution here. So um, I don't, could again, be. you know, maybe in the background, Mitch could look it up too, but I don't think ALK diluted themselves. Could be, could be. Does from a, from a supply demand, Joel, hold that thought for one second. Here's what we're sure. talking about. So see this, it stayed above five. Most of this time, it's not good. You know, if, if, if you're if this this green line is is lagging below that mid that five five point line right across here, that's not great. I don't like to own that stuff. But here's why it's holding up. It's above five and the supply side is falling and supply is back to the trend. So the trend on the supply side is down. The supply side has stabilized. That's the kind of condition that can give you gains. Sorry, Joel. Yes, you were going to say. Uh does your uh, uh, market structure as does it uh, differentiate between you know like you that active buying is yep. that 
you know, could that be short covering or new longs being initiated or does it not make any difference? It's just buying it. Well, it, no, I think here's how you would know if active money is the lead behavior, which we know, which uh, in, in Alaska, it's not it's fast trading. So in Alaska, fast trading is the lead behavior and demand has stable volume decline. That is short covering by machines. Machines are determining that they no longer want to be on the short side. And all, the, all a computerized trading system does like that is sift the tick data and go, do we want to be short this thing? Do we okay. want to be long this thing? And so that's telling us those machines believe that the tick data tell them to be long. That's a, that's a positive, right? But so now the, the bigger pick question, let me give you a part two to the answer, is look, let's go look at the, the average volume composition of the SPY the last the over this over this whole period October one to December twenty whatever the last trading day was the twenty fourth right twenty third there you go just twelve percent of the trading volume which is pretty good actually but it's above the market average is active stock picking fifty seven percent of SPY is machine driven high frequency trading so how how big a deal is the twelve percent if they're short covering well. Everybody can set the bid and the offer, no matter how small their, their part of the overall volume is. If active money wants to buy and cover, it can, have a, it can have an effect. But it's why you can't expect active money to outweigh everything else. It's not gonna. This belief in the market that if you just follow what active stock pickers are doing, that's where the money's going is not true. It's not true. It's whatever wants to get to the bid and the offer. And more often than not, more than half of the time, it's machines and their horizons are very short. Definitely. I, I would have to agree. I mean, you see it all the time on the tape, right? Right. <laughs> what do you see on the tape? <laughs> there you go, right? So what do you do, traders? Well, let's go back here. I just, you know, they'll plug this little idea in. That's why it doesn't really matter uh, what people like, you know, what an analyst upgrades or downgrades a stock that... Does that have any real effect? Well, I come back to the principle of supply and demand, that you want to buy demand that is rising or, or, or a divergence between supply and demand. So, you know, if I looked here, what, what looks awesome? Well, AbbVie looks pretty darn good. See, AbbVie, it's a 10 out of 10. Wow, and that stock's and the running. Right. So, and there's why. You know, look, it's never been below five in the past mm -hmm. You know, uh, whatever that is, 90 days, it's not yeah. been below five. That's what that's the stuff you want to own. Own stuff that isn't dragging below five because it's going to give you gains and it's going to protect you in times of trouble. And here's why healthcare has helped the whole market hold on to gains. Perfect. Well, there you guys yeah. have it. None other than the Tim Quas here with Market Structure Edge. If you still haven't checked it out, you don't even need a credit card, guys. Check it out, you guys. If you want to go there, definitely marketstructureedge.com and check it out. I know I have. I check this out all the time, especially even just dashboard, just to go on there, take a look. Thank you, Tim, for providing Thank this you. service for us, and we'll see you next time. All Thanks, right. Tim. Happy New have Year. Have a good week. Happy Thanks, New Tim. Year to you guys. Enjoy too. the snow, Tim. Go. Oh, we're going Thank you. That's what I like to hear. All right, there you guys have it. Let's go ahead. Let's do a little bit, maybe some stocks from the chat. But before yeah. we get there, China did release news, um, some new restrictions on offshore IPOs. I can talk a little bit about that. So pretty much uh, Chinese firms in the industry banned from foreign investments will need to seek a waiver from a negative list before proceeding for shares, sales, the National Development and Reform Commission. The Ministry of Commerce said in a statement that overseas investors in such companies would be forbidden from participating in management of the total ownership that would be capped at 30% and single investors holding no more than 10%. This would be updated list and effective January 1st. So definitely kind of a negative news from China. I think this is why you saw Baidu not really jumping off that EV news, but you guys tell tough, me what you guys Tough, think. tough, tough to invest in China right now. Yeah, well, it's right. been tough, but do we see a relief pop in early January? I mean, Baba sets up quite well here, actually. So look at the charts here, Joel. I kind of like the setup in Baba. I know, again, your technicians you will say charts, ugly please, downtrend, Joel? but $108 was the low. Woo! You just went down to 113 now you got three lows and a double bottom right in the same area here. 
I don't mind Baba here. Um, again, I don't have a position in it. I kind of want to because um, we know I sold my longer-term shares at 149. I kind of want to just get set up. I kind of want to be in some of these stocks for early January. So I've given you guys a whole pile of lists. Everybody's going to probably jump ahead of me on all these trades. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm looking here and thinking I kind of want to be in some of these names for, for the next couple of weeks maybe. So Baba's just been added to my list. Oh, I do have Baba. It was already on there. Baba was one of the first ones I added to that list. You're taking a you're taking a poke here. You you know maybe get a little bit more than the low of the move. You know a ten point risk now on a ten point risk on something. I mean, could this go back to one fifty? You know, I mean, don't, I'd probably stop you, myself out at the one thirteen. You would, I probably wouldn't give it all the way. Maybe you should give it all the way to so the one hundred eight because it would suck to get the Joe sure. Morales undercut and rally. But I, I I probably would stop myself out on the one thirteen if I was buying it here today. The one thirteen sixty nine low, right. and so again, sometimes they yep. get down there and they just stop you out on these things, and it sucks. But again, it's all about risk management. I mean, we're you know we're talking about doing a swing trading course, you know, coming up here maybe in late January. We're going to talk about different technical setups here, but I don't mind this technical setup despite the ugly, ugly downtrend. Yeah, I mean, this is one that I think you got to see a good monthly candle. The monthly chart just shows it, just a fall. But it depends match. on your time frame here, Mitch. Like, and, and one thing is, is you all know, I'm not a big technician. I use yeah. some charts. I'm a big quantitative analysis type of person. And I've seen it, you know, and that's why I keep saying all of these charts on this January effect, there's no technician, no momentum trader that's buying any of this crap. But I will say that I will buck the trend when I know there's a seasonality play in my favor. So there is the potential for the seasonality play in all of these things. I don't care about monthly candles. I don't care about the downtrend here. All I care is Baba's got the crap kicked out of it all year. It's mm -hmm. oversold, and it has the potential to get some a relief pop in early January. And Agreed. do I want to get ahead of that trade by five days or three days or one day? I haven't figured out the timing on it yet, but I don't want to miss the boat. It's set up not bad, the little double bottom from the last two days in place. I kind of like it right here. 118. Hey, well, there's a reason why there's trading setups, investment setups, swing trade setups, and sometimes they're all different, right? We got to know our time horizon, and that's very important. Let's go to a stock to chat before you get you guys on out of here because I already see pre-market prep plus getting started. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's talk. Um, so let's talk FCEL. Let's do FCEL. What are you doing? Which one? F FCEL. F oh, F cell, he said. Yeah, um, fuel That's cell a report. new one. That's fuel a new cell. one. F cell. I've never called call it F cell. That's interesting. I'm going to call it F cell now for Mitch. I thought I said here. F cell. I'm like, that's it, it's like actually the only stock that's on my list for earnings this week. The only stock of significance. There might be some smaller ones, but FCEL reporting on Wednesday. And it's not surprising that we know there's alpha generated from owning stocks ahead of these reports. It's the only one reporting this week. And what do you see this morning? It's already popping 6%. I doubt there's even a headline. It's just like, oh, it's the only stock reports this week. Let's buy that one. Mm -hmm. I mean, this alpha generation that I've extracted from the market over the course of the last decade from owning stocks ahead of the reports. I've never sat down and crunched the math, but it works a hell of a lot more than 50% of the time and it's working again here on fcel this morning and again the strategy own their earnings stocks three four days before the report sell them before the report and a lot of times i usually hedge it with the market to try to reduce the market overall risk and a lot of times you see that upward drift ahead of the report one because shorts don't want to hold it through a report two because people are speculating that maybe they're going to beat and blow it away i kind of want to own it that's why you get the upward drift ahead of the report you're already seeing that this morning so play would have been to buy fcel thursday Last friday week, now you're up six percent now you're chasing in a bet so it's not as attractive as it would have been if the stock was flat this morning little gap up here this morning so you got a strong bid they might they might pull that bid off the open maybe let it come in to the Whole, I mean, a lower risk buy would be at the top of uh, uh, yesterday's range, Friday's range, or was that Thursday's range at six fifty-five. But once you clear six eighty here, what you're doing right now, there's not much until over seven bucks. So uh, next daily high, if you're looking for a target, good old seven eleven. 
If you're in it, I think you're holding. I think you're trying to hold on to early Wednesday before it reports. I'm not sure if it's after the bell or before. I've just got it written down Wednesday. That's the only major report this week, huh? Mitch, can you verify? I looked through the pro. I I didn't see anything really jumping out at me. It's the only one. I I always go. So this is my, you know, I'll give you the background. You know, I do it every single Friday. I look at what reports next week. I write them all down. The the ones that, you know, not something small and Mickey Mouse, but the, the, the companies that are either, you know, the company's got some volume. You know, like FCL, I can get in and out of that thing. I don't want something by appointment only that I can't get in and out of it. I want something that's going to be talked about potentially in media. You know, you get like CNBC talking about these stocks. Oh, it's reports this week. So they talk about, oh, and that gets everybody a track. It's a buzz going. I can get the story hot for a couple of days. We so, also got, um, so the only one I wrote down was FCEL. For we do have week. some catalysts here. Um, they're saying that it's trading higher uh, after the company reached settlement agreement on a legal dispute with uh, POS, CO, Energy. So po- postco energy yeah. so pretty much a settlement helping it out a conference call is at 8 a.m um on wednesday so before the market open on okay. wednesday we'll find out what happens with two more days to try to let's keep next. let's go to an interesting chart here mentioned you know what past. i'm gonna hop because i gotta remember how to set up pre-market prep plus <laughs> i'm looking forward to joining go. everybody over there i got a lot of stocks to cover so triple d i'll check in with you later on uh I'll stick with glad you to for be once. back I'll st- I'm glad to have you back here, Joel. I'll stick with you for one more stock, then I got to hop too. Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's do Uber. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll pull it great up one. here. I haven't looked at it for a little bit. Uh, I mean, does this set up? This would be one. Oh, it's run already. Yeah. I, I was going to say this would set up well for, you know, one of those beaten down 2021 names because it's definitely down. You see some tax loss selling, but it's up too much now. You're talking about a stock that's run from 35 to 44 in the better part of a week and a half. So the January yep. effect already they front round this one. So it's already ahead and it's gone. So I'd say I just missed it. So I, I would have liked it if it was down like near those lows, like 38, 39. At 43, it's run without me. I've missed it. What about Lyft? Just quickly look. Lyft yeah, let's look. Lyft's kind of run too. I mean, they go together. I know I pair trade these two stocks together too. Um, and obviously it's kind of run without me here too. So I'd say we've missed these ones. Yeah, I think we missed them, but uh, keep your eye on these. I think, you know, one of the things is they haven't really, I think, in my eyes, gotten to love. I mean, if you look at Lyft's weekly, look at this. Since IPO, Yeah. I mean, it really hasn't gone back to those levels. Uh, Uber either. I mean, if we look at Uber, right? Look, we're right by IPO prices. So, They've I gone, mean, no. Well, these, and they were just too expensive. I mean, they came out. Yeah. 2022? Maybe Valuation has started to matter in 2021, and a lot of these names, you know, obviously that were very nosebleed valuations, uh, you, you know, have come in. Uh, it's just the chat saying alt saying triple B Y. Um, this sets up okay. I like this one actually too. Um, not long term investment again, just for a January effect play here. But this stock has absolutely been hit hard. We know in 2021 it even got up to over fifty dollars at one time on the Reddit crowd. All these Reddit names are probably potentials for relief pops in early January. Again, these are not long-term investments. They're short-term trades. Not in any of these names. I just wrote it down, though, as potential for one to get a lift. I like where it's I like where it's uh, finding some support here, too. Mm-hmm. Where it's finding support where you would think it would find support. Because we know we had the big move from 15 to 26 when they talked about spinoff and all the other stuff that they talked about that day. And it got up to over 30 after hours when Kramer yep. loved it. Um, it's come right back down to 15, giving it all back. I mean, I think Bed Bath & Beyond sets up well for a trade for early January. Um, the question is, do you buy it now or, you know, do you wait a couple of days? I think you can start nibbling on some of this stuff now. So, you mm-hmm. know, 16.05, 16.10. Again, we might be wrong. Maybe, you know, January effect doesn't come to town, but everybody talks about Santa Claus coming to town. I'm banking that the January effect comes to town, and that's why I'm starting to like some of these beaten down names. But, but Best Buy, too. I think I, and somebody else just said that, too. Funny. We talked the triple BY. The double BY sets up not bad as well. I actually like the double BY more so as a longer-term investment, um, even, because it's really been hit hard here. It's ugly on the charts, though, so the trend is not your friend. So if you're a technician, you probably hate my entire one actually, hour of I talking don't. here today. I'll give you, I'll give you a... a... I'll give you support for the technician level, right? Sure. So extremes on both sides for the MFI. So the money flow index, right? So if we look here on Best Buy, at the top of the price action near the 140, you were above the 80 level on the money flow. So that means money was flowing and it was flowing to the upside, right? Then we start seeing the downside price action. Look how 
the money flow actually gets out of the stock, but just bounces right here off the extreme near that 25. Same kind of look that you're getting in BBBY. Look at the same chart. Look, price action going to the top side, money flow at the top. Then the price action comes down towards support and the money flow bounces. So that's exactly what you want to be seeing if you're trying to call the bottom there in those kind of charts. All right, that's going to do it for Thanks, us. Money, Appreciate it. Like always, the hair looking good, Dennis. I hope well, the you wife have a great gave the one. haircut here. So, you know, you. I've, I, I look a little bit better here, I guess. You know, it's not all over the place here. It's just short. I'm sure it's, I guess. I, I like it. I like here. it. That's a pandemic look, man. We're in another pandemic. So we shave off all our hair and try to not get sick. Hey, well, you do. You have a great day, like always. Appreciate you sticking around and hanging out a little bit extra. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk again tomorrow. All right, guys. That's going to do it for us on pre-market prep. Up next, you got live trading with myself, Zunade. Let's go ahead. Let's get some trading going on. You guys give us a thumbs up, please. I need to see some thumbs up in this chat. Looks like we had over 1,200 people watching. I want to see 500 likes. We're at 260 right now. Do me the favor, smash the like up. Uh, try to do my best to bring you guys not only the information today, but definitely different, uh, different stocks. Uh, nice mention out there. We're going to keep watching some. Uh, Dennis mentioned SoFi, Fastly. Um, you can take a look at Peloton. Let's watch these hood, see if they get moving like always. Not investment advice. Um, we're here just for kind of educational purposes. Like always, guys, smash the thumbs up. Up next, you got live trading with Benzinga. And stick around. I'm going to be here all week doing shows. So if you guys want to learn a little bit more about how I trade, I'll go ahead and I'll mention it. And up next, you got live trading. And we'll see you there. You guys get on over. Who wants to who wants to trade with us? I know that we've been doing great often. Zunaid is killing it on his option game. I'm ready to get some trading going on. And look at what we can get into for 2022. We'll see you there on live trading. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.